Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo, and this is Season 2, Episode 1. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have reached Season 2 of the FOMO Fans Podcast. There was 55 episodes in Season 1. The show was actually launched the the last week of November um, in 2016. So we are celebrating a big happy birthday, a round of applause to all of the followers and everybody who subscribes to this podcast. Um, I've said it many times, but I'm going to say it on this show. Um, I had big goals for this podcast, how many downloads I wanted, what I wanted people to do, what I was hoping for, um, and it blew it out of the water. So I'm either really bad at making goals or um, the the audience has been more than amazing for for this show. So I want to thank everybody who has watched this show on live video. We are currently broadcasting live on Facebook Live, on Periscope. Uh, I put a 10-minute clip of the video uh, of the show on LinkedIn. I also take a one-minute clip and put that up there on Instagram. So if you've watched any of my content for this show, FOMO fans, over the last year, I just want to say thank you. Um, I created this show with the idea of curing people's FOMO or their fear of missing out, rather than trying to help convince people to embrace their FOMO, I decided I wanted to cure their FOMO. And I also just wanted a very selfish show where I could talk about whatever I wanted to talk about, whenever I wanted to talk about it, however I wanted to talk about it. And that's what this show has been about. And you guys have been um, amazing. It's been really well received. I can't be... uh, I can't even say anything else. I, I'm beyond thankful for everyone's support, for everyone that has really um, gone above and beyond to to listen to this show, to tell your friends. You know, podcasting is a weird space because um, most people find out about the, uh, a podcast they love by one of their friends telling them who also listens to podcasts and says, hey, do you listen to the Unthinkable podcast or do you listen to the uh, Unbranding podcast or do you listen to uh, Convincing Convergent Social Pros podcast or whatever podcast it is. So podcasting is a very um, word of mouth uh, game. It's a, it's all about um, getting one listener to tell one listener to grow to one more listener. And I've been blessed. We have over 200,000 downloads of this show um audio downloads of the show. We have over 75,000 views of the show via the live video platforms, either Facebook Live or Periscope, which is Twitter Live. Um, and I, I couldn't be more thankful. So um, that's my idea of saying thankful. Now, what have I learned over this last year? For you know those that are maybe tuning in for the first time, welcome to season two. But you know, I've, I hosted a podcast, I still host a podcast with Daniel Newman called FOMO or called Smack Talk, which stands for Social Mobile Analytics and Cloud. And Daniel and I have hosted that podcast for four years and it's been a blast. But some of the things that I really learned over this this past year with FOMO fans, you know, I've always talked about how hard it is to be consistent in podcasting. But one of the things that's been my the biggest surprise for me is that this podcast has reached a lot of people 
that had no idea who iSocial Fans was, had never heard of Brian Fanzo. Maybe they heard of me because they went to watch me on one of the keynotes that I give you know, as a full-time professional speaker, but they had never followed me on Twitter. They've never um, you know, watched an Instagram story or have no idea what I talk about on Snapchat. And they've discovered the podcast and they became fans of the content, fans of the show, or should I say, fans of the fanzo, <laughs> um, in one way or another. And so podcasting, crazy enough, this podcast has turned into my number one lead generation tool for future speaking gigs. Now let me repeat that. I, I blog twice a week on my blog, on my on my um, website, isocialfans.com. I tweet probably 40 to 50 times a day myself personally, individually, um, you know, which is crazy, right? I, I've done over 2,000 live videos. I speak at, you know, between 40 to 60 times a year in all these different countries. Uh, I have an email newsletter. I have a very well-trafficked website, uh, over a quarter million followers total on social media. But my number one lead generation tool is FOMO fans, this podcast. And um, I think part of that is because a lot of the listeners, this is the only place that they consume content. You know, for podcast listeners, some people, you know, they don't have time for Twitter. They don't have time to read blogs. But on their commute, back and forth to work or when they're at the gym, they consume podcasts. And and that maybe is the way that they make this all happen. So for me, it's one. It's it's an amazing thing because when I set out to start this show, I didn't think it would be the the my number one lead generation. I didn't think it would be um, not only as successful as it has become, but I didn't realize how many people would discover this content and by discovering this show have discovered me for the first time. Um, and I, I couldn't be more thankful for that. And so, you know, one of the things, you know, I host this show myself. I moderate the show myself. I, ed- I do all the editing. I do all of the marketing. I do all of the social media around it. I do everything around this show myself individually, and I I truly love it. And uh, this is season two, episode one. So I've never done seasons before, but iTunes is kind of leading us that way. And so season one was 55 episodes. Uh, I've made it my promise since episode one that we would hit 100 episodes no matter what. So here's here's my newest promise for all those that are listening here for this episode. I will make it a guarantee promise Take it to the bank. This is no Bitcoin uh, promise. This is a iSocial fans, FOMO fans promise. Season two will hit episode 100. The total episode 100 will happen during this season. So I am guaranteeing that 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 promise that I made to you uh, 55 episodes ago, 56 episodes ago now, will come true this season. So stay tuned for that. I'm excited for that. I'm also going to add some fun elements to the show. I'm going to add um, some more guests. I'm going to include um, some more broad discussions. You'll still get some of the, the ranty type content that everybody seems to like um, from me, but you're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add some other things. And then I, I see, you know, I am going to do it live. You know, one of the things that I'm probably most proud of for FOMO fans this first season is that of the 55 episodes that I, I, I did, 45 of those were done on live video. I don't think there's any other podcast out there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think there's any other podcast that can say that the mass majority, about 80% of my podcasts for the year were 
were filmed and recorded live, live on Facebook, live on Periscope, um, because I believe in the in the power of live video. I believe that we have a new we have to take a new omnisensor approach to providing content. And so I don't care that if you've never subscribed to my podcast on iTunes or Google Play or iHeartRadio um, and you only watch the live videos, I, I thank you for watching the live videos. If you've never watched me on Facebook Live or Periscope and you're only listening to this in your ear holes, I thank you for listening to it in your ear holes. Um, I want to provide the content in many different ways so that you, the listener, gets to decide how you can it, where you consume it, what what you know, what your favorite medium is for consuming content, and so that's kind of my promise to you, the listeners, is that I'm going to continue to do that here in season two. Season two will be much of the same when it comes to that. Um, you know, I think that's one to me that is uh, a very important one. And I, I see a couple of questions coming through here on Facebook Live and Periscope. I'm going to answer a couple of those questions, but I want to talk um, a little bit about you know. At, we're getting into that, that part of the year where I have a whole inbox of emails where people say, Brian, I want to get your opinion on what's your prediction for 2018 or what's the, the number one trend for 2018? Um, what's your favorite social media network in 2018? Uh, my favorite one in 2017 was Instagram, believe it or not, which is kind of crazy because I would have never guessed that a year ago. But Instagram um, stole my heart. I absolutely love Instagram as a platform. But um one of the things that I, I wanted to kind of talk about and, and really one of the things that, you know, I don't get to talk about in any of these prediction blog posts um, is something that, uh, you know, where I focus around, you know, how do we embrace this change? Because guess what? Here's a guarantee for 2018. You can take this another guarantee. This episode is going to be full of guarantees. I guarantee there's going to be a lot of change in 2018. Yeah, I know. I'm going out on a big limb. There's a lot of things that are going to change. Facebook's going to change. Snapchat's going to change 50 different ways. We're going to change how we use artificial intelligence. Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum and a lot of the cryptocurrencies are going to become much more mainstream. We're going to see the power of blockchain technology take off. We're going to see video go from just really bad, lots of live video to much more strategic live video. Lots of change. But I'm also going to make another guarantee, and I'm a for those that are watching on live video, you guys can see this, but this is another guarantee. And I guess I, uh, I didn't turn my, uh, my video around here on, on Facebook. So uh, you can't probably read this on Facebook, but you'll be able to read this uh, on Periscope. And I have a sign now that says you can't fix stupid. Another guarantee is that there will be no technology, there'll be no platform, there'll be no information, nothing, nothing in 2018 will come out that will be able to fix stupid. That is a guarantee, take it to the bank, because technology is technology. It's how we use it, it's how we implement it. And you know, one of the things that I, people ask me, Brian, you know, how do you become successful and stand out with you know, a, new, a new technology, a new platform? And I always use this comment, you know, and it's, it's, it's a broad comment. People have used it. I don't even know who made it up the first time. But when everyone is, is zigging, I zag. Or when everyone's zagging, I zig, right? And when you see everybody going to live video content, you know, I, I created a lot more live video in 2016 than I did in 2017 because I realized a lot of people were creating live video in 2017. Therefore, the, they're going to probably saturate the viewership and saturate the conversation. So I'm going to really focus on the podcast element. I'm going to really focus about using live video in different ways. And so one of the things I want to talk about on this episode, season two, episode one, is that 
it's important to cure your FOMO. It's important to understand what these new technologies are. It's important to understand how video is going to be growing like crazy and crazy and crazy. But I will argue it's probably even more important to understand why. Let me repeat that. Why things are changing. Why people are doing certain things. Because... You know, I said you can't fix stupid, right? That's a that's that's something you can take to the bank. But there's also something to be said to understanding, okay, why is the consumer now want more video? Because if you're able to understand the why a trend is happening, you can then capitalize on that trend in new places. Let me give you an example. I believe live video is growing the way that it has. And I mean, if anyone that logs on to Facebook right now, it's tons of live video all up and down your feed. If it's not live video, it's regular video. Video is taking off. But why is video so powerful? And here's, here's the underlying why for video. Video has been so powerful. And the reason video is taking off is because we don't believe anything that people put on the web unless we hear it from someone's mouth and we know they're not full of crap. We don't trust brands. We don't trust websites. There's fake news everywhere. There's fake comments. There's fake titles. We've had um, news jacking. We have people that do stupid clickbait um, email newsletters. To be honest, the reason live video is, is taking off is because the why is because we are tired of being fed crap. We are tired of being live to we are tired of not believing what we click on or what we read and live at least gives us that feeling that it's a lot harder to be full of crap it's a lot harder to sell us rainbows and unicorns and so this is something that's funny about this when I started to see the trend of live video taking off guess what I focused on not on doing more live video but finding more ways to be real more ways to come real to you, the community. More ways to create content that shows who I am and what I'm about. More ways to build trust. I, you know, because this is that this is that crazy trend that is very frustrating to, to to see a lot of times. Is if all of a sudden everyone's doing video and you jump into the mix, guess what? You become just like everyone, and there is a lot of noise, and it's hard as crap to stand out. But if you understand why a trend is happening, then it allows you to implement that in other areas where you can stand out, right? Like I'm all over LinkedIn video right now. I absolutely love LinkedIn video. If you're not following me over on LinkedIn, make sure you check me out. Just search Brian Fanzo, F-A-N-Z-O, Brian Fanzo over on LinkedIn. Connect with me over there. I'm doing, you know, I've probably done 40 or 50 so videos um, over in LinkedIn. I'm actually creating videos only for LinkedIn right now because I love LinkedIn. But here's something that's going to happen. In 2018, LinkedIn video is going to be all over the place and it's going to become oversaturated. So when everyone is zigging towards LinkedIn video, I'm going to think about, okay, the reason people want and like the video on LinkedIn is because it's new, it's different, and they're tired of LinkedIn being just link dropping and no comments and no engagement. Well, guess what I'm going to probably do in 2018 on LinkedIn? I'm going to probably create a lot more engagement. I'm going to ask questions to my LinkedIn community. I'm going to spend a lot of time commenting on people's comments. I'm going to spend a lot of time commenting on other people's videos because guess what? When all of a sudden I realize that I can't stand out as easily by just doing video on LinkedIn, I'm going to understand the why. Why is video taking off? And then I'm going to jump on that part of the thing. So, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about this zigging and zagging um, and not fixing stupid on this episode because podcasting is another area 
that is having, I wouldn't even say a resurgence, but it's having a massive uptick. There's a lot more brands that are getting into podcasting. There's a lot more people launching new podcasts. Um, you know, today, this Friday, I, I, you know, this is Friday, uh, December 1st that I'm recording this episode. Uh, I was a guest on three different podcasts uh, today, uh, and I love being a guest on a show. So if you have a show, uh, you have a podcast and you want me to be a guest on it, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, let's connect and uh, see what I can do uh, about making that happen and being a guest on your podcast. But, um, you know, one of the things that I, I was I, a trend is that everyone's jumping in the podcasting. But I use this stat all the time. The average podcast only only last seven episodes because just because you can start a podcast just because people are, are are podcasting does not mean that podcasting is easy does not mean that uh anyone can do it just because you can doesn't mean you should just because you think you should doesn't mean it'll work um i also talk a lot about you know just the fact that um you know one of the things that's hard for people to understand is that you know being a host of a show and being consistent takes a lot more work than what most people realize, right? And that's something that I think we have to kind of embrace that um, sometimes it's better just to be a guest on a lot of other people's podcasts than to launch your own podcast. A, you don't have to do a lot of the work. B, they do lots of the marketing for you. And there's a lot of people looking for a lot of great guests. So don't just say, I want to be a guest on your podcast. Tell me why you want to be a guest. Tell me what you have to add. Tell me what you've learned about my audience that you can add value to. But I think there's lots of space where you know, people look at something and say, I want to do this because it's a trend. I say, I want to look at the trend, understand the why and see where it's going. And so with the growth of podcasting, I'm actually going to launch a new show uh, in 2018, another podcast, and it's going to be different than any podcast I've ever done. Um, and there's a high likelihood this new podcast is going to fail miserably, miserably. And it's not because I'm not going to have great guests. It's not because I'm going to mess up words like miserably, like I just did. But it's going to be because it's going to be a lot harder for me to be consistent. First of all, having three shows a week, which is a lot. But also my new show is going to include multiple guests, sometimes as many as five guests on one episode. And that means I have to be more coordinated. That means I have to be more strategic. That means I have to plan more ahead. And guess what? Those are all things that I struggle with. So I, I think this is, I guess, for me, this is one of those things that I also know myself. I think that it's important. Like, I don't care how good you are with new technology. I don't care how much you love, you know, the way that people do certain things. You also have to knew, know what, what makes you good, right? And, and what, how you work as a person. Because I realize that calend, you know, scheduling a calendar with more people and having more people join me and all of these things that I'm shifting are going to add more variables. And I think... You know, with new technology like blockchain and, uh, you know, and here's another example of the zig and zag, right? Blockchain is taking off and blockchain is the underlying uh, foundation of what Bitcoin is. And if this is confusing you guys, don't worry. I have a full episode coming up that'll be all about blockchain technology and the future of cryptocurrency. I'm going to talk, I'm going to geek out about that in a future episode. But the reason that blockchain is, ch is taking off is because all it really is, is it's a new type of database that allows us to trust the database more because no one entity holds the keys to the kingdom, which means, you know, like, you know, when you, let's say you, you want to, you want to get somebody to pick you up in the car, but you don't want to 
you know, use Uber or Lyft because you don't trust Uber and Lyft. Well, you can you could call a car service, and the way that you would trust the person is you would trust them because multiple pieces of it is shared across, right? So it's it's like taking a, a, a password, cutting it into four different pieces, giving it to four different people, and realizing that the only way that has value is that all four people bring it all four together differently, right? So. I'm going to, and I see a lot of people tell me that they're confused by some of the, uh, the trends with Bitcoin and, and, and blockchain. I'm going to have a whole episode dedicated to that, just like I had a whole episode dedicated to artificial intelligence. So if you didn't listen to episode 53 and 54, I talked a lot about artificial intelligence in those episodes, so check them out. But I think this is, this is a perfect example because all of a sudden, when I look at the, the success of blockchain and Bitcoin, and I'm like, man, people are like, Brian, you know, are you all over cryptocurrency? Guess what I say? No, not really. I'm studying it. I'm learning it. But know what I am all over? I'm all over realizing that nobody trusts anybody, any business on how they're sharing their money and how they're sending things, right? I use Venmo and PayPal for my clients and my clients love paying me using new technologies. And so what I, I, I think that's really important is that we have to take a step back sometimes with technology and think about rather than jumping in like everyone else, what can I learn about why people are jumping in and implement that in my business? Because I'm going to wrap up this first episode of this show kind of like a little bit of a, a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a, a soapbox because here's the thing. I, I think in a world where anybody can start a podcast, anybody can, you know, everybody can have their voice heard, you have to be become a little bit more strategic on why people use certain things and understand certain technologies or you have to you have to take a step back and and we need to start taking things and saying I want to operate my business today but I want to listen to where people are going tomorrow and a lesson that I can probably share the most from this year of this podcast is that so many people come to me and they don't talk about me curing their fear of missing out there's two things that people put, tell me about this podcast all the time they're saying, Brian, you give me permission to do what I already wanted to do. I just wasn't sold on it yet, which is what I try to do as a keynote speaker. And the second thing is I usually give them ideas of things to search on something or trends to jump on, or I give them a place to start. And in a world, I mean, 2018 is going to be even more rapidly changing than 2017. We're going to see more change. We're going to see more diversity. We're going to see all these different things going on. I think more so than ever, people really need to focus on how they can implement change in their business today rather than chasing a shiny object. And then listen to understand why that shiny object is happening, what that what is all about that shiny object, and moving forward from there. Because I think unfortunately or sadly, a lot of people, a lot of people will jump on new trends in 2018 and fail miserably and they will blame the new trend. And I will say the trend, the new technology, the new platform, the new social network is not the problem. It's you. You have to understand what success looks like. You have to define your own individual goals. And sometimes it's good to be an early adopter and sometimes it's good to be the second person there because you allow the early adopters to teach you what not to do so you can eliminate the failure and start doing what you want to do.
I'm a big fan of uh, of failing first and failing forward, but I'm a bigger fan of not failing at all, learning from other people's failures and trying to take a step forward. My advice for everyone as you start looking at the new and the latest and the shiny objects, let's let's together realize that failure can be powerful, but more powerful is learning from other people's failures so that we don't have to do the same failures over and over again. There is nothing more frustrating to me than someone saying, Brian, I watched everything you've done with all these brands on all these different networks and you've helped brands launch live video and I'm going to go do it myself. And they didn't, they saw what I was doing, but they didn't listen to why I did it or how I did it or what I did wrong. Cause I'm a very big fan of talking about what I did wrong. Let's learn from each other's failures. Let's understand each other's mistakes. Let's better work together so that we don't fail. We stop scaring each other off. And I think this is my, I mean, this is what I really hope for for 2018. I hope we become more transparent. I hope we focus a lot more on authenticity. And I hope we learn from each other's failures more in 2018. And one thing is for sure, no matter what, we won't be able to fix stupid in 2018, but if we help each other learn from each other's failures, we'll be a lot less stupid in 2018. Guys, my name is Brian Fanzo. This is FOMO Fans, season number two, episode number one. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. This podcast is so much fun to record, so much fun to get your emails. If you guys want to send me an email, it's fanzo at isocialfans.com. It's fanzo at isocialfans.com. Or send me a tweet or Instagram or wherever you want to just search for isocialfans. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you want to see in the future. Um, This show, the feedback has been amazing. All of the reviews on iTunes, you guys rock. Uh, I'm truly thankful for the amazing community that you guys are and Um, Season two is going to be a blast. I guarantee we get to episode 100 during this season. And um, stay tuned. Lots more fun ahead. You're going to hear a lot more voices on this show going into 2018. And you're also going to hear a lot more about that new show that I'm going to launch in January, which is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. But don't worry. I'm going to still be here curing your FOMO. Season two, episode one is in the books. Remember... The only thing guaranteed about 2018 is there will be no technology. All right, so three failures that you guys can learn from me that hopefully that uh, that I can teach. Um, one of them is that um, monetizing your passion is extremely hard. It, it everyone always talks about you know follow your passion. And, you know, your passion will lead to your purpose or your purpose drives your passion. But here's something that I've learned that I've failed at. If people don't find monetary value in what you're passionate about, your passion will never turn into a business. Your passion will never be successful. Finding your passion is important. But finding how to monetize your passion by how people Uh, put a a value on what you're passionate about is far more important. And it's something that I've failed at because I'm very passionate about a bunch of things and I realized that people weren't willing to pay for it. And my business hurt from that because I failed at growing my business because I focused so much on my passion and not not more on what my passion could do for others that they'd be willing to pay money for. Another failure is um, don't underestimate the value of email marketing. 
uh, email marketing is super powerful. Um, in 2015, I, I pretty much said email marketing stupid. I will never create an email marketing list. Um, I launched an online course in 2016, uh, or end of 2016, and a majority of the people that bought my online course were through my email newsletter, which is a very small portion. Right? I have a very small email newsletter in the context of all of my followers. And so you know, when you start embracing new things, you also have to remember what works. And so I failed at seeing the light of email marketing early on. I wish I would have found out the power of email marketing a lot earlier in my business. Um, I now have an email list. Um, I don't use it as much as I should, but um, that is something that would be a second failure. And then a third failure is is one I still struggle at today. And, um, and it's, it comes down to you know, outsourcing not only what you're not good at, but outsourcing what you shouldn't be spending your time on, right? If, you know, I, 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 I'm very proud that I edit all of my own podcasts. I'm very proud that I produce all of my own shows. I book all of my own guests, but I probably waste a lot of my time doing that when I could be building my business, when I'm creating more content, when I could be having more times on different stages. And it's something I still struggle with. I struggle with a lot today. Um, I struggle with finding the, the excess income or money to make that happen. So that's something that um, I personally, so those are three failures for me um, that I really, I, I hopefully can, you guys can learn from me that I've uh, kind of embraced over those last year. Um, I see another question. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Um, what is Venmo? Uh, Venmo is very much like PayPal, except it's more people to people based. So you share, uh, you share money, uh, one to one. It also has a social element underneath of it. So you can actually see who shares money. Most people are using it to like split bills and things with your, um, roommates. If you have roommates, uh, it ha doesn't have as many of the fees associated that some of the other online currencies have. Um, Let's see. Steven asks, what's my most gifted book? Uh, that's a pretty, well, there's two of them. Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. I've probably bought that book about 25 times and given it to different people. And then the second one is Jay Bear's Utility. Uh, Jay Bear's Utility is a book that I absolutely love. I think it's a, uh, it's a book that anyone, you don't have to be in marketing to find value in utility. Utility really made the idea of creating content and linking it to business value, uh, a lot of sense to me. So um, the two books that I would say that I've gifted the most myself are um, Utility and Jab, 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 Right Hook. I will caveat that um, this Christmas, I'm giving a lot of my friends Vlog Like a Boss, which is my good friend Amy Schmittauer's book. So by the end of this year, the book I will have gifted the most to my friends is Vlog Like a Boss. I think Amy wrote it really well. It's very easy to consume. Gives you lots of advice on creating video content that I think everybody could use from. So uh, I'm going to be giving a lot of copies. I'm actually looking right now. I think I have I think I have 13 copies of Vlog Like a Boss sitting over there on my desk um, that I paid for. Amy didn't give me those. Uh, I'm supporting my, my friend Amy, and she's a great author, great video vlogger. She married one of my good friends, Vincenzo Landino, uh, this year. I'm completely happy for her success in the book, so I'm giving that book to a lot of people. Uh, Lisa said, I actually just created a grid about this the other day, matching passion with monetization with project with product. That's a Lisa, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I do a lot on uh, holistic value of opportunities. So if someone gives me an opportunity, let's say to speak at an event for free, I try to map back the holistic value of that um, engagement. So how many new people am I going to reach? Is it a new audience? Is it a new keynote? Is it a great stage for video content? Um, is the person that's going to be the host of the event someone that's going to connect me with other hosts of other events? Um, and so I do a lot with holistic value. And I think holistic value backwards is into passion and mapping your passion um, as well. So um, it's a lot of fun. I, I think... Uh, I've learned that, you know, to be good in this business crazy world today, not only do you have to have multiple streams of income, but you have to figure out how to add on or multiply the opportunities that you do have, which includes monetizing your passion, which uh, is something I'm learning how to do right now. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. This is season two, episode one. Uh, a lot of fun. It is in the books. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It's in iTunes. It's in Spotify. It's in iHeartRadio. It's in Google Play. It's in Stitcher Radio. It's in uh, every pretty much podcast app that exists. I try to get this podcast um, in front of. So hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for watching the live video here on all the live ch uh, live channels. So until next week, the next version of FOMO fans, my name is Brian Fanzo, and I'm out.